From Argus Media, this is Driving Discussions, a podcast series where we focus on the forces that affect North American road fuels. Greetings and salutations once again. I'm Argus's U.S. Gulf Coast Blend Stocks reporter Jason Metko. And on this episode, we're following up with our RINS reporter, Matthew Cope, discussing the effects from the recent EPA announcement regarding finalized biofuel blending volumes for this year, as well as the next two years, in addition to the acronyms known as HOBO and BOHO, and how the market may play out over the course of the remainder of the year. Matthew, good to have you back on the presentation. I know a lot has happened in the last month. The last time we were together, we talked about ERINs, what they were, what they mean for D3 markets. Where have we gone here in the last month or so? First off, thanks, Jason. Uh, glad to be back on the show after a uh, quick turnaround from the last one. And yeah, the, the last episode, we were talking about ERINs and how they were going to be this you know, extension to the RIN program that would give credits to EV producers based on biogas-based electricity. And we were, we were kind of left of, hey, this is uncertain. We're waiting for the EPA uh, volumes release coming here at the, the middle of June. And basically what I can report to you is that if you were waiting for a storybook ending on ERINs, it's not going to happen. Oh, um, shucks. It was left out of that announcement when you know EPA came in and said, here's the volume for 23, 24, and 25. Uh, but they left the door open. Upon correspondence with, with the EPA, it, it appears that it was not the right time. That's just the nature of the beast. Uh, based on that public comment period, they, they took a hard look at it and said, okay, we want to make sure we get this right. Now's not the time. But at, at some point, Maybe a year from now, I, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, but at, at some point, they'll probably reshape that program, revisit it, it with a new spin on it. Um, and we, we may hear about ERINs again, but it's just it's not going to happen on the timeline that we, we're thinking it might. Okay, so getting back to this release for the fuels, tell us a little bit about where these volumes were set and any surprises that might have showed up. There were definitely, I would say, a little bit of, of surprise there, so... You know, they came out with the finalized biofuel blending uh, volumes for 2023, 2024, 2025. Obviously, with the exclusion of ERINs, we saw D3, you know, back to a, a much lower number of what we thought. But the big surprise came uh, with the total renewable fuel side, which most of that was um, from ethanol, to where they came out and said, okay, ethanol, we're going to dial it back. That decrease uh, in 2024 and 2025 was mainly on the ethanol side, which obviously, as you can imagine, that shakes up RIN markets pretty much immediately. Uh, by, I think, noon of that day when, when everything was released, you had you know, the trade groups, the industry reps, the lobbyists uh, on behalf of the uh, you know, biofuel ethanol industry came out and said, hey, you know, this is not where we expected it to be. You know, we've put in a lot of investment, a lot of money, a lot of time for this, you know, whether it's a part of the Inflation Reduction Act, they're investing in, in biofuels, they're building more plants, they're trying to get their capacity up. And it felt like, you know, they were expecting the EPA to kind of support them and say, hey, let's let's boost these prices, let's help the corn farmers out, let's help the ethanol producers out. And it just fell a little bit short of of what people were expecting. But at the same time, it was not nearly as much of a shock as what we saw six or seven months ago, late November, early December, because when that happened, RIN prices fell pretty much dramatically, and it was very volatile there after that. Here, RIN prices fell over the course of that day, but within 24 hours, we were already back on an upswing. I want to say the low on 
E23, which is a D6 ethanol RIN, uh, kicked the bottom at around $1.25. And then from there, we were already back up in the 130s um, pretty much a couple days later. And from there, um, everything has kind of gotten back on track. But following that, we had some more surprises. He is Matthew Cope, our RINs reporter. This is Driving Discussions. Matthew, I've got some more word salad for you here. I've heard terms of hobo and boho. Can you elaborate on what those are, how it relates to RINs markets, and what we're seeing there? You got it. So this acronym, boho or hobo, however you want to say it, what it is, it's a measure you know, matching bean oil and heating oil, which are, you know, as we know, two very important kind of feedstocks to the biofuels. Uh, industry and these markets. So boho, as as I would say, most people refer to it as boho. It serves as an indication of blend margin for biodiesel producers. So biomass-based diesel RIN credits and boho, when, when one rises, the other will rise as well. And usually that's because, hey, uh, soybean oil, which is that bean oil, when, when the price goes up there, it's going to pull that D4 RIN in tandem. And what producers will use is they pay attention to these numbers really closely because what they do is this will insulate their margins when you're dealing with that ultra low sulfur diesel on the conventional side or the soybean oil to where they're having to pay attention to obviously both of them to make sure you know their renewable diesel biodiesel operations run smoothly when one goes way out of whack it can throw everything off but if you're looking at that boho number you know they want to make sure that they're not going to be completely screwed um, right. if uh, if there's a huge jump in, in the market. And as, as we talked about last, last week, there was a pretty big shift to where boho jumped, uh, soybean oil prices rose dramatically, and that came as a result of an acreage report from the EPA to where the previous expectation was there was going to be 87 million acres of soybean crop land. Um, and the report came out and it bumped it down to 83.5. And as you can imagine, you're in that market, you need your feedstock, uh, you rely on this commodity, and from there it was, boom, all of a sudden there's fears of a shortage. So that is going to drive up soybean oil prices, which is going to drive up D4 RIN prices, which ended up driving up RVO. Boho jumped 28 cents a gallon. Um, it finished at 242.76 a gallon, and that is the highest I think we've seen since November of last year. So that was a pretty significant move. And from there, obviously, you know, we're sitting around going, all right, well, what does this mean? Where we go from here? And that acreage um, report, is there going to be a, a further update on that? Is it going to be even lower forward? Are we on a downward trend overall? Or are we, you know, maybe just have a blip and it's going to pull back up? Maybe that's weather related. Maybe that's, you know, from something else. But um, yeah, that was the, that was the big story. And following that EPA volume release, which kind of drove rent prices down, we had kind of leveled off, you know, kind of weathered the storm. And then all of a sudden, here's another storm that, as we know, rents are one of the most volatile things we cover here at Argus. And to have just one thing after another of, hey, here's a here's a release that just stirs everything up to where you think that, oh, everything is nice and simmered. All of a sudden, poof, here we go again couple more minutes here with the man who can see the RINs market through the storms, Matthew Cope, our RINs reporter here on Driving Discussions. So we've had so much happen so fast in the last 30 days. We're talking here the beginning of July. 
What are we looking for the next month, maybe two months, anything that folks should really pay attention to here? It's a great question because we don't have too much on the calendar that would shake up RIN markets. Um, but as you know, like I, like I just talked about, you never know when one of these things is just going to pop up and the whack-a-mole happens of, hey, here's something that's going to drive everything way up or way down. Um, we know that this is this is a market driven a lot by policy and whether or not you know we want to face the reality we are approaching a year away from another major election and whenever uh, there are big presidential and 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 congressional elections and could have a regime change we we could not uh, but know that whenever those things do happen RIN markets can feel it and the the speculation, um, the uncertainty is definitely very real, so it's still at, at least a year ahead. But you know, people in the market know that when the time comes, that's when things will change. Well, I hope we're not waiting a year to talk to you again. I uh, no, I hope not. I, I, there will be other things that pop up. You know, e- EPA lo- loves to get loves to get everything going every once in a while. We'll look back at you know when when there are more scheduled announcements, and you know, as as the uh, your other favorite term word salad these all these acronyms I, I feel like i'm the man that comes on and talks about acronyms sres we we could have some news on there hobo we uh, boho we could have news on there um we're not sure but all we can do is sit tight and, and watch the party matthew appreciate the time hope to have you back soon my friend we sure will jason thanks for having me there he is matthew cope our rins reporter here at argus and with that we tidy up another edition of driving discussions a production of Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information. Friendly reminder to check out the previous chats in this series. And for more details on Argus's U.S. biofuels coverage, make sure you check out ArgusMedia.com forward slash Americas dash biofuels. <laughs> <laughs>